Welcome to Kingdom of the Logos, a Christian program of critical thinking and adventure. Now we're going to talk about Hot, Not, or Sanctified, and this is a game where we look at different items in our world and decide whether they are positive theological inspirations or not. The rules are pretty simple, and you can send us your thoughts. Again, you can send them to me at Proctor, or just comment on however you are viewing this content. Simple. If you think this is a positive theological inspiration, you say hot. If you think it's not, well, you say not. And if you say, well, I can't really decide if it's positive or not, then we say that it is sanctified. However, the item is not sanctified, but the decision is. In other words, only God's sanctified judgment can decide whether or not something is a hot theological inspiration or not. Now, a new rule we may add to that is we can only say sanctified once per episode. Okay. So that'll add a little bit of fun to it. Add some of those forced decisions in there. Alrighty. So today we're going to be talking about some different ideas. And the first one is poor vet. And now what this is, is an Instagram user who has a picture of Jesus and a Corvette logo together. Now, this may be something the world has been asking for, Jesus bestowing the Corvettes on us. But is it hot or not? Amanda, what do you think? Right, I'm going to go with not. And I'm not saying that um, Corvette is... Um heresy or, or evil, but I think it is a, a bad theological example because we have this fascination, I think, as a culture of putting Jesus in places where Jesus is not. Uh, Jesus um, either should not be or really doesn't care to be. And so I, I think this can lead us down some interesting things that are, are eventually could be bad. So yeah, I'm going to go with not on this one. Menace is not. Anthony, what do you say? I'm so conflicted. <laughs> I don't like poor vet. I don't know why the poor is there. I need to know what that is before I can make my final decision. But uh, I'm leaning towards hot, but I don't want to commit to that one. Do it. Make a commitment. <laughs> All Come right, on. Well, I think I'm going to say hot, and it's because if I want something to be embellished, if I like, if this is the embellishment tactic that our culture is going to start taking, I'm all right with it. Like, you know, if they're going to be like, we're going to make Corvette cool, we're going to put Jesus with it, I'm like, all right, well... That's at least positive. Well, you can look at it that way. It is Jesus coming to the Corvette crowd, maybe. Or it may be the Corvette crowd coming from Jesus. I don't know. Anyways, I'm going to say hot to it straight up. Totally hot. I love it. I like Corvettes. And for a fun piece of history there, the Corvette, can anybody guess what it's named after? No. It's actually named after a type of warship. A Corvette is the smallest warship that is used. And after World War II, they knew there were a lot of people coming home. They had spent time abroad. They'd been fighting. The Corvette is basically a tiny little ship which is supposed to go up and ram into other ships and then peel out before it can be shot down or blown away or taken out by a U-boat, anything of that nature. Anyways, it's a quick little boat that peels in, does what it needs to do, and then escapes. And they thought men coming back from the Second World War would want to buy a car that symbolized that. So that's where the Corvette got its name. I like it. I think it's cool. Sure, there's theological issues there, but I'm just going to give it a hot. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> there is theological issues, but it's hot. Okay, item number two. You done messed up, A.A. Ron. Now, some people would say you do pronounce Aaron as A.A. Ron. Some would say. So it's Here we have a nice meme, and this is a hilarious meme. It is a two-fold caption. The first picture is a simple cartoon drawing of Aaron next to a golden calf. Below it, we have a teacher saying, you done messed up, A.A. Ron. Amanda, what are your thoughts on this? I think it's hot. Um, it's funny. And then I think that's probably the main reason is because it is so funny. But, I mean, yeah, it, it calls um, Aaron out for making a pretty significant 
huge mistake in the life of uh, the people of God. So yes, I quite enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah. And evidently, this is a movie reference in the second half uh, of this movie. YouTube. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm a prude. I don't know. (laughs) Anyways, Anthony, what do you think? Hot, not or sanctified? I'm using my sanctified. Just gonna break it out. I'm using it. You're saying sanctified? Well, I'm gonna say hot. Hot, hot, hot. Let's move on to item number three, and this is a Catholic meme. Again, send your pitchforks to the Church of the Nazarene for us <laughs> using a Catholic meme, but it's so good, we've got to give it to them. All right, so this meme is a picture of Jesus looking slightly confused, leaning over with his hand out like, what are you doing? And it says this. Jesus says, this is my body. Response, you mean a symbol of your body. Jesus says, this is my body. Response, okay, so it's a metaphor. Jesus says, this is my body. And... The response is, okay, got it. It's just bread. Now, if you first look at this, you're going to be like, what in the world are they talking about? If you're somebody who's familiar with the whole difference between transubstantiation and not, this is hilarious. This is a transubstantiation mean. And what the word transubstantiation means, and that's a weird word, it means that when you take communion, when you take the Eucharist, the sacraments, normally in the Protestant church, it's like having a wafer and grape juice or maybe cardboard and grape juice, depending on what format you use. Basically, in some traditions, they think when you put it in your mouth, it literally turns to bone and blood. Though if you were to open your mouth, it would turn back into wine, juice, and stay off bone. But if you close your mouth, it turns back into the literal, not symbolic, but literal blood and bone of Jesus. Now, there's a couple of problems with this mean. First off, Jesus doesn't actually keep repeating that to people. He doesn't actually in any time um, go into transubstantiation with people. So there's kind of the big plot hole in this meme. Um, But we'll come back around to that after everybody's given their answer. Amanda, what do you think? Hot, not or sanctified? I'm going to go with hot. And this is why I know, um, to be very clear, the Church of the Nazarene does not believe in transubstantiation. I do not believe in transubstantiation. However, I do think as Protestants, we have lost sometimes the significance of communion. And we do think of communion often as just a remembrance or something we kind of mentally go, I remember that story. And yet communion is so much more than that. And really, as Nazarenes, we believe that though the body or the bread and the juice do not literally become the body and the blood, that God's presence is in the elements and that those elements do become something more than just styrofoam and grape juice. And so as good Wesleyans, we have a lovely, what we call a middle way of this understanding. And I love that this meme kind of calls us out of this purely cognitive thing to something much more experiential. Anthony? I'm going to say hot and I'm going to say hot because, well, firstly, Jesus's face is pretty great. (laughs) Yes, that is good. I love how the artist depicted that. I mean, even whatever the context the art is actually in, I imagine Jesus had to make this face at least a few times. <laughs> so uh, you at least have to appreciate that. And the other thing, the other reason why I would say this is because it, it starts the conversation. And I like that much at least, you know. The people who think that it is just a simple symbol are like, wait, what's up? And then the people who think, who do believe in transubstantiation are like, yeah, you didn't know about this? Because transubstantiation isn't nearly as popular. So I like the conversation starter. And, oh man, I'm going to have to... to eat a pitchfork myself because I was going to say not to this. Even though I was from beginning to end, this Loved is it, yes. love this meme. I seen this on Twitter. It was, what was it? Church Militant had this up and I seen this. I was like, oh Lord, this is like <laughs> yes. the worst theology ever, but this is the best meme ever. How can two things 
so happen at the same time. They got it so wrong and yet so, so right. So again, we do not believe in transubstantiation. And I don't really get the obsession with it because it adds nothing to the value of taking communion if it's literally Jesus' bone and flesh. And also it's really creepy if it is. I don't know what that adds. But Amanda's correct that we should actually really take communion seriously. But Anthony is also correct in saying we need to actually spend some deeper times thinking about this. We should be aware of things like transubstantiation and be able to have conversations and debate that and not the sort of conversation where, oh, we need to have a conversation. From my experience, most of the people who say, let's have a conversation, never have one. <laughs> um, they just talk about it. But actually talking about transubstantiation is something to be important about. And so, yeah, I'll say hot to it. Though theologically not, no, transubstantiation is, is it is what it is. But also, it's an amazing meme. Um, so I'm just sort of stuck there. Yeah, goodness. All right, and the next thing is a watch. And now this is a swatch watch and... I was born in a time where everything was bright neon colors and there was pizza and a fog machine and everything on television. So I have a soft spot for swatch watches and when Anthony first presented them to me, I went crazy and we'll say I bought double digit quantity of swatches, but not triple not digits. Not not two hundred. Not far, but there, anyways, swatch watches are interesting. They're made out of plastic, really cool watches. You can pick them up kind of affordably. All right, so this Swatch Watch is a commemorative watch of the 1992 UN Summit, which was called In Our Hands. Now, I actually have this watch on today. It's a pretty fantastic watch, though there's one thing about it which just drives me up a wall. It drives me up a wall in every fashion, and I'm glad that my vision isn't good enough to read the tiny words on it, and I, I'm not going to say I hope you have bad vision, but <laughs> if you do have bad enough vision to not see the words on this watch, it's going to be a good thing for you because it says the word in our hands. And I wanted to have this conversation with us theologically, hot, not or sanctified. Would it be better to say in our hands or in God's hands? So we can answer it like this, in our hands, hot, not, and we can correct it if in our hands is wrong. Amanda. All right. So I'm going to go with not um, because, well, there's several things going on in this. Um, adding to the fact that it was about a UN sub summit. And I think the UN um has become kind of the epitome of humanism, of people trying to do good, but also epically failing at it. Um, and that's not to say that everything the UN does is bad. Uh, UNICEF and some other things have been great um, means of help to the world. But yeah, as a summit, as kind of a political body, they, they've, they've not done much. Um, and so it's, it becomes ironic uh, also. But yes, and then that's what Pastor Dylan was referencing, should we say, in, in God's hands. And I don't even know about that because, I mean, our money says in God we trust, and I'm not sure it goes much further than words there either. That's um, true. So there, there's something about this language, I think, that is is very not good for, the, for, for orthodoxy because I think if we kind of plaque it on stuff, it, we, we've already kind of dis diminished its value, whether it's theologically correct or not. Anthony. I would say not, not because it says that there's a responsibility that is in the hands of humanity, but more because it says it's, it also implies and communicates a lot about power. And if something is truly within our soul hands alone and we're walking around saying, this is in my hands, that basically means that we have power over this thing. Uh, it implies that at the very least. And I think that's the attitude that a lot of the people who press this 
are holding as well within the context, which to I, I thought as well as Manda did uh, humanistically whenever I heard this. So I'm going and to if, say not. If you don't know what humanism is, you can just go and look in your closest garbage can and, and you find it. Um, enough said. Okay, so I'm going to say not as well. And again, I'm going to come back with a question. Should we have the assumption, maybe not a plaque, think Amanda's right, whenever we put stuff on plaques, it does lose its value. It's like, oh, we checked the box, we got it there, great. But I think the assumption in God's hands is really good. Yes. Now, there are a lot of people who say, well, if you just say in God's hands, that means you're throwing away your responsibility. You know, somebody will come up looking like a sea monster, like Zoidberg or... Um, Captain Davy Jones or whatever his name is from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies come up with their little tentacles and say, oh, but you're giving away your responsibility. No, no, you're not. Because if you have the assumption in God's hands, but God has tasked it with stuff, that means we have huge responsibility to to care for other people and other things. And I'm not coming at this from the tree hugger perspective where people get all weird and freaky and that. But I'm just saying, well, we actually are asked by God to help in creation. And God has given us a great calling to be a blessing to the earth and all people. So... One answer to that, one word answer real quick, hot, not or sanctified to the assumption, not necessarily the plaque, but the starting point in your mind that you actually sincerely in your mind start with this idea of in God's hands as opposed to just in our hands. Oh, yeah. In God's hands. Yes. Hot. Anthony? Hot. Hot. And I say hot, too. And that's for the assumption. Again, I do think Amanda is exactly right with the plaques and stuff. One final thought, though. You might ask, why in the world would you buy a watch that you hate? And I might ask Amanda, this might be a man-woman thing, but, like, this watch, I didn't pay much for it because it was broke. They're made out of plastic. Um, the insides, of course, are not, but there's a plastic casing, and it was broke. And the temptation to buy something that's broken, supposedly beyond repair, just is immense. Uh, it's sort of like the, one of the cars I currently have is a Mini Cooper Clubman, and I was actually going to buy a diesel Mercedes. And I, I went to this place, and behind the, where the people I was talking to, they had a Mini Clubman, and I was like, well, what do you want for that? I, I hate minis so much. I've spent way too much of my, my teenage years hating minis. And they were like, oh, it has a blown engine. And I was like, I'll go get some cash right now. Like The fact that it had a blown engine completely eradicated my hatred for it. It's it's so tempting when it's broken. Is that a male-female thing? Because I know a lot of men Oh, who wanting have that. to fix things? Yes, that's a male thing. <laughs> like it's, I will fix that for you. And yes, uh, no. I, like, I, I hate buying something that's not broken. Like this watch, I hated everything about it, though. <laughs> When you find out it's broken, you're like, yeah, yeah, I want it. It's broke. Let's do it. <laughs> that mini that's trashed back there, bring it. Come on. Let's have this blown engine. <laughs> bring it to me. The financial advantage of buying something that's broken and then making it not is very, very tempting. And I will say um, that does come in the gene pool. Well, my, my granddad and my father are like that. My granddad's now passed away, but he fixed a lot of stuff. He could repair just about anything. And the Mini does run, for the record, by the way. It's now the church van. Anyways, thank you for joining us. That was Hot, Not or Sanctified here at Kingdom of the Logos. We are clergy in the Church of the Nazarene. And if you want to send us your pitchforks, that's at 6186 Eaton's Creek Road. And if you want to just send us your question comments in the videos, please do that. Again, like us on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, follow us on any of the podcasting sites. We're on SoundCloud, iTunes, and a lot of other places. And thank you so much for joining us. And have a blessed day. Thank you.